feel the Lord's presence here tonight. God is here. Now, you need to brace yourself. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to preach a little, uh, a little deep here. And if we can uh, figure out what's going on here. All right. So we're looking at Revelation. We're looking at Revelation chapter 6. And I'm going to read um, just so we can just get right into it. We'll read a verse. Now, when you preach from the book of Revelation, and I've felt this uh, tugging at my heart, and so this the night service is a good time for us to uh, explore just a little bit about signs of the time. And we as apostolics, and this is Apostolic Tabernacle, we believe that the signs are pointing to the coming of Jesus. We're convinced of that, and, uh, and so that, that's what we believe. You know, people believe a lot of things, and we believe that the Lord is coming soon. And I want to uh, open a window here. Uh, I believe that I have a word from the Lord, and I want to direct these questions to our hearts tonight. We're just going to read one verse, and then I'm going to read several. So you want to keep your Bibles open. This isn't like uh, Sunday morning service where uh, it's going to be a little different. You're going to have to really uh, help me preach tonight. How many are here to help us preach? Let's receive from the Lord. So I want to direct these questions to each of us. Are you ready for the coming of Jesus? That's the first question. Are you ready... For the coming of Jesus. Say that with me. Are you ready for the coming of Jesus? Have you got your own life in order? Have you done what is necessary to prepare yourself for the coming of Jesus? Because Jesus is surely coming soon. Can you say amen? Now, I'm going to read an unusual text. In fact, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I've been, Lord, 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 all day long. Uh, and even though it's been pressing on me, and, and some of you will find this hard to believe, last week I preached about, uh, the, I preached a message entitled, The Battle is the Lord's. How many remember that? Some of you were here. The Battle is the Lord's. We, we were using the story of, of David and Goliath, and, and uh, we used that text where it said, For the Battle is the Lord's. This message, I'm trying to explain myself because I want tonight to delve into a sign that, uh, it's not the whole message, but that's, that's one of the things I'm going to do, is delve into some of the signs, but particularly one thing that is surely an indicator of where we are, that the Lord is coming soon. And I'm jumping into the middle of the uh, tribulation period of Revelation in Revelation 6, verse 17. And here's our text. You have your Bibles open. And so what we are doing, I'm going to... You want to keep Revelation right there. We're going to jump around just a little bit. But we're going to read just verse 17. And then we're going to pray... Verse 17, for the great day of his wrath is come. Everyone say amen. 
For the great day, so obviously there's a whole bunch before that. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? So tonight my message is entitled, Who Shall Be Able? Will you say that with me? Who shall be able? So let's pray together, shall we? Lay your Bibles down. Let's talk to the Lord a little bit. Father, I thank you because there's a burden that's gripping the church in this last hour for family, loved ones, neighbors, friends, and Lord, we, we have much to do. We are way behind on what we ought to be doing. And so I ask tonight that you would take this frail messenger, that you would anoint these words in our hearts, O oh God, that we might declare the truth and that our hearts will be open, that you will anoint us and give us, Lord, even though these are difficult things to talk about, that you will, in fact, use them, Lord, to touch us and do great things in our hearts. And we thank you for it. Let's clap our hands to the Lord, shall we? Lord, we thank you and praise your holy name for all that you have done. Amen. So I'm preaching a hard message tonight. Hard for me to preach. So, But you may be seated. God bless you. Who shall be able to stand? So my message tonight is, in fact, a question. Now we see that this question is asked in the middle of the opening of the seals of the judgment of tribulation. Now, I tried to warn you. I've been very slow. I've been very cautious. And uh, this is not the typical message that I like to preach. But I don't always get to preach the messages that I like to preach. I want to consider tonight the, the, the drawing of the Holy Ghost and the working of the Holy Spirit that is helping people in this generation and this hour to recognize that they must get ready for the coming of Jesus. It isn't, you just can't play around anymore. You can't keep sinning and saying it doesn't matter. And, and, and you know, like theology, I'm all for theology. I've studied so much Greek and Hebrew, taught so much of it. I'm, I mean, hey folks, if, if studying Greek and Hebrew could make a difference in the last days, then all we'd have to do is be geniuses and figure out how to speak and read and teach Aramaic and all the rest of it. But none of that is going to bring about the salvation that God has for people. It is going to take a moving of the Holy Ghost like we have never seen before. And so the book of Revelation does not play around. It doesn't uh, try to figure out if we're ready and if we're comfortable. What the book of Revelation does is it tells us very, very clearly that there was uh, great wrath that had come. And then it asks the question of our message tonight. Who shall be able to stand? So this is jumping right in the middle of the opening. Everyone say opening. It's the opening. And so uh, I, I'd love to spend a little bit of time there. But uh, you, you, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the uh, judgments of Revelation. That they are described as uh, coming upon the world because Jesus, who is described as the lamb, everyone say the lamb, that he, is, uh, he opens the book of, of judgment, as it were. So these seals had kept the, bo the uh, book of judgment the Bible just calls it the book, but 
but the, they were seals holding it. And uh, there's a lot of mystery and in, intrigue and things about the book of Revelation, but, but, but what I'm trying to get down to is that these, this judgment that was to come upon the earth, and as sure as I'm standing here, I get no pleasure, none, 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 none. I get zero pleasure saying that there will be judgment that will come upon sin and that the world will come. The only, only joy that I have is knowing that when it's over, we shall wear a crown. When the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. So the day is coming. For example, I will be thankful when racism is gone. I'll be thrilled to death. When there is no more lying and no more thievery and no more hatred, that'll be a great day. So yes, I'm thrilled about that. I'm looking forward to a day, hallelujah, when all of the devils in hell get exactly what they need to get. And that's their final judgment. I've often thought, and I've, this, I'm getting a little way too, Lord, forgive me for this. I'm getting way too theological here, but I've often been troubled by the fact that, that uh, demons even exist. And, and uh, sometimes I'll kind of query the Lord. And, you know, kind of when I'm in, you know, when you really get close to and you're talking to the Lord and... That's kind of a special time. You should never preach about it. You should never tell people that you did it. But that's what I'm doing right now. And I'll just kind of get right up, nuzzle up to the Lord, and I'll say, Lord, I, I really wish these demons were not real. I wish they were dealt with. And you know what I find the Holy Ghost does? He never puts off our wondering he never says, oh, I, I don't want to be bothered by what's in your mind and what's in your heart. Because God knows that we are in a, in a world that is in desperate need of a God that can take care of everything. Hallelujah. Who shall be able to stand? I'm telling you tonight, the question is the most important question that we can ask in these last days. Who shall be able? Are we really, really, really searching ourselves? So here we are. Now, of course, Brother French could be completely wrong, and it could be a thousand years. So, I mean, we, we all know that. Some of you are thinking, you know, Brother French, uh, I, I understand that as we, as we consider where we are. So I, I wanted to preach this. I wanted to take a few moments. I, I know it seems like the eternal sermon, but I, I really want to consider something that has been uh, probing my spirit. And it's found here in, in Revelation 6. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit more. Who shall be able? Now, so we find that the book of judgment could not be opened. So the seals were like, uh, I mean, I don't want to be too... Uh, too uh, uh, mysterious about it, but but this book was sealed in such a way that the heavens begin to cry out, and they begin to say, "There's no one worthy. No one is able." In fact, that was a bit of a theme of the, of the revelation. I know that there's a whole lot in there that's kind of unique and it's a little different and if, I don't want to get into every bit of it. I just want to kind of walk my way into the question of why is it important that we ask ourselves who shall be able? Why is that, why is that important? 
And so they begin to cry out, who is worthy to open, open the book? So the seals were so of such a nature that it was impossible. Now, I could begin to, you know, I, ooh, I could really get going here, and, uh, and, and I dare not do that. But uh, the, the seals were such that no matter what you did, I, I know I'm doing a little imagining here, but no matter how much prying or how much people sought to do it, so they could not do anything that was able to open the seals of that book. That is to say, to end all, now I know some see it as judgment upon people, like uh, the fina- some people only see the finality of judgment. In other words, people are judged, and it's a horrific judgment. And so our verse tonight, I read it, I told you it's going to be a bit somber, it's not easy to receive, it's hard to, some of you are thinking, oh my goodness, for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able so you can see that being able has been a bit of a theme here for these opening chapters about judgment and the bible said that the lamb see that in verse 9 i'm, I'm jump back in chapter 5 here the lamb was alone Worthy. Everyone say worthy. Praise God. Everyone say worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. There's no one. Let me tell you, my friend, nobody. There's nobody like Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? Nobody like Jesus. Now, am I critical of people that, that, that worship in the dictates of their own heart? No, I'm fully American. I believe that people should be able and allowed to worship or not worship, whatever they want to do. If they want to worship in a certain way, they have a right to. I believe in freedom of worship, but that doesn't change anything. There's nobody like Jesus. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. He was worthy, the Bible said. Now look at it. Come on, you're not, you're not helping me here. And so uh, the Bible said the church, that's who they're talking about, the church began to sing a new song, and I'm going to sing it. Thou art worthy. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful singing? Thou art worthy to take the book. I'm, I think I'm in verse 9. And open... The seals thereof. They had been crying out. Now look at this. Judgment is about to come. We are opening the seals that will bring about the finality of end time judgment and the return of Jesus and all the things that are going to take place in the book of Revelation and all those chapters in that final scene of heaven. Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain. And there's much more, but let me stop there. So that got the attention. Look at verse 11. That got the attention. I'm going uh, to preach a little bit here of, in chapter 5. So heaven, look at it. Look at verse 11. I beheld. You see where I'm at? How many still have your Bibles open? You got it? Because I imagine this behind me. I forget that. You don't even have to have a Bible. It's just right there behind me. I mean, by that, you don't have to have a Bible to follow along. It's, it's back here. 
So you can follow that. So that heaven, all of heaven, look at verse 11, I beheld, I'm just trying to get little bits of it, and, and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. Okay, I'm preaching a little bit here. I'm, I'm just, hey, I'm, I believe every bit of the word of God. There were so many angels. Now listen, listen, I'm, I'm reading the King James. Listen to the number. This is right. I, I want to share a little with you. The, the, the King James translates it this way, and I know enough Greek to know uh, exactly what this says, but I'm reading it from the King James. 10,000, is that behind me? Is King James? 10,000 times 10,000. So that we know what that is. I mean, some of you knew the answer before I even got it read or you saw it up there. You knew exactly what that number was. All you have to do is multiply 10,000 by 10,000. But then, you see, that's not the number. Everybody say, praise the Lord. The point was that it was a whole bunch of angels. Hallelujah. I feel the, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. 10,000 times 10 and thousands of thousands. Now, I've often, uh, I think that's interesting. That's another whole sermon in itself. But that's just another way for the heavenly host to say there were so many angels that were gathered around Jesus Christ and they were saying, worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm about to shout my microphone off here. All right, so. Now, one translation says, listen to it. I just thought this would be interesting. Thousands, I'm, I'm reading another translation. Talking about how many angels there were. Thousands and millions. Huh. Well, I got news for you. Not a word in there about millions. But that's how the translators work. They're trying to deal with this business of thousands of thousands but you see there in verse 12 that the bible says i'm trying to thumb back over that they were these these basically uh lots and lots of angels uh thousands and millions and millions and millions and millions. I mean, it's pretty tough to count them, I, I suppose. The Bible says that they were saying with a very soft voice. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. And could hear the fluttering of their wings because they were saying, he's worthy. Nope. That's the wrong translation. They were saying with loud voice. They were getting the very depth of their soul into it. They were saying together, worthy, say it with me, worthy is 
the Lamb. So in effect, what Revelation 5 is telling us is that all creation cried out. So here I'm preaching a sermon, and, here, and this is a beautiful group, but, but you know the world's out here, they, their minds are on, you know, we got kids right now, they, all they can think about is who they're going to rob and who they're going to shoot and, and, and what kind of drug they're finding, and, and they're trying to fill up their minds with all these things that don't matter, and here we've got a Savior right in the midst of this world, but we're not giving up. We're preaching until every soul in Jonesboro hears the message that he is worthy. Who is able? Who is able? I will tell you, devil, you listen to this preacher. God knows. God knows exactly. All right, all right, so worthy. So creation, all the different ones, you see it there. I'm not going to read it all. So all of this was to prepare us for you and you and me for 2015 it was these words were being uttered because they're true and they're prophetic and they are important to us and it helps us to prepare for the events that will shake the world. So, who shall be able to stand? That was the question. So, that's our question tonight. Who shall be able? And we begin with the revelator's answer. Only those who know. So I'm giving my first answer. Now you say, boy, this is, this is stacking up to be quite a lengthy sermon, Brother French. Uh, I, I really don't think so, but hey, I, I'm into this. I, I'm really feeling this tonight, so uh, <laughs> I just hope you get with me a little bit because I'm telling you tonight. Now, I know, I know that I take a risk every time I get up and I say, Jesus is about to come, and, and, and we look around, people say, oh, the stock market's the same, everything's the same. You know, that's exactly what the Bible said, folks would say. Everything's the same. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And, and there's a little thing nestled here. I want to pray. I want to talk. I want to say it tonight. But I want to say it in the midst of the message that God has given us. That there is a way to find an answer who shall be able to stand. And so the revelator shows us only those who know who the one is who is able. They will be the only ones that will be able to stand. And I can already hear it. I can hear you. I can hear you. And you're not saying anything. But I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can hear you. You're saying, oh, Brother French, are you going to get into who's going through the tribulation and who's not going through the tribulation and who's going to do this in prophecy and Who's that 144,000 in chapter 7? And are you going to really get into it? No. No, I'm not. I have very definite ideas and comprehension, my own understanding of all of those things. But that is not my ambition tonight. What I feel the Holy Ghost 
drawing us to grasp tonight is that things are happening that should draw our attention to our preparation. We shouldn't just say, well, Brother French is excited. Oh, he's on prophecy again. And oh, he blah, blah, blah. But what we ought to be doing is asking ourselves, who shall? Who shall? Is there anybody? Is there any way to face this kind of a future? Okay, see? That's what I'm preaching. So if it happened a thousand years from now, which I highly doubt. I highly doubt it'll be a thousand years from now. But it wouldn't make any difference. And ultimately, it's in God's hand. Only God's. How many knows that only God knows? Only God knows. Now we can look around. We can obey the Bible. We can, we can do what the Bible says. He said, look upon the signs. See the signs. And so we can do all that. We are doing that. But in the end, ultimately, the real question is, who shall? Be able. When it comes right down to it, what is the heart's response to the events that we see all about us? So, only those who know Jesus himself, the one able to open the book, could possibly then know the answer. You must know the one who is able before you will be able. Everybody say praise the Lord. I know I'm repeating myself. Do you know the one who holds the judgment, the future of man in his hands? Do you know him? Now I know a lot of people that will say, I, I do, I really, you know, Reverend, I, I, I meet people every day. I'm not in any way knocking it. But uh, there are people that will say, uh, you know, I really do, Reverend, I, I really respect you, and, and, uh, but I could never, you know, live like that. And you know, I'm just, my life's too caught up, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they're in a rehab or they're in jail or wherever they are. And, and they're, they're trying to figure out, uh, oh, 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 church, how many feel victory here in the church? How many feel like God wants to give us victory in these last days? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel victory. There's victory in the house tonight. So our message, our question, who shall be able, is asked in verse 17 in the sixth seal. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. See that? I'm now in verse 12. And I beheld when I, he had opened Open the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. So uh, what I'm trying to show you is, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I want to preach this. I want you to hear what I'm saying, that they opened the sixth seal, and they asked the question, who shall be able? And so that's all important. I'm not trying to fudge or hide any of it. I'm not trying to uh, say this in some, I know I'm excited, and I'm perspiring, and so on, but I'm not just trying to say it fast. I'm, I'm trying to, to preach the word of God tonight, something that has gotten a hold of me in the last couple of days. So what I'm trying to do, for those of you that are nervous and you're biting your nails, all right, I'm trying to jump from that sixth seal back because I want to answer the question, who shall, who shall? I saw something the other day, it was like a revelation Hallelujah. Anybody believe Jesus is coming soon? Anybody believe we need to get ready? Praise God. And so, the, the, the verse 12, And I beheld that he had opened the sixth seal. That, of course, is Jesus. So he, he peels back. I'm gonna, that's the way I 
uh, see it. He, he, the seal would be like wax. I mean, that's a seal. I don't think this was, that's, I'm just going to assume it was wax. And uh, so he pulls that uh, open, as it were. And so part of that judgment begins, and there's all kinds of debate about, about these judgments, and I'm, I'm skimming over them rather quickly. But um, so he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great what? Earthquake. All right, so it, the great earthquake, this is the, this is the judgment of the great earthquake that literally, I, I, had, I, don't, I, I don't even want to pause for this. I, I, I cannot preach this kind of thing without becoming uh, completely consumed with the realization that, that people that I love and care about in a world that, that thinks it's just TV and good times and, and that's all there is to life, and one day they're going to find out that God never planned for this world to go on and on and on with all of the ungodliness and, and death and all that. God is going to change it. Okay, so so I'm not relishing any of this. So, so we should add that no one will be able to stand when they wait until the sixth seal. Let me say that again. If you wait until the sixth seal to ask this question, and you say, Brother French, oh, <laughs> oh. You say, Brother French, you, you, you uh, what, what are you getting at? Okay, so you see, it's that fifth seal that reveals to us what God had in mind. He would not open the sixth seal. I know some of you are thinking, oh, Brother French, what in the world ever happened to just John 3.16? Okay, let's lift our hands and praise God just a little bit. Father, right now I pray that our hearts will be able to receive what the Spirit wants us to hear tonight. That your blessing will be upon your word, even though sometimes, even though sometimes, Lord, it is, it is hard for us to receive it. So, if you wait to wonder about who shall be able until that sixth seal is open, then you're, you're a goner. That's what we used to say. You're a goner. Because when you wait until that judgment begins, it's too late to wonder about standing. That is answered in the fifth seal. And in that fifth seal, so if I only have two or three more minutes, I'm going to preach longer than that. I plan to. I hope that somebody will be here. But I plan to preach a little bit longer than two or three minutes. All right? That in the fifth seal, not only are we given an understanding of why he waited to send that great earth-shattering earth-shaking. I don't even want to preach about it. An earthquake that shakes the world. They had a little, a, a little uh, uh, oceanic 
uh, earthquake over there in Japan that hit the, I, I, let me think, I, I, can't, I can't remember all the details, but anyway, you, you remember just in the back a while that that earthquake hit and it went up through the ocean and when it hit that part of Japan, it literally shook Japan. It nearly, uh, that part of Japan was, was uh, unbelievable. Just that, just, and I'm not trying to minimize, it was one of the, the, the most powerful earthquakes in the history of the world. One of them. I didn't say it was the most powerful because there have been other quakes, of course, and, and uh, please, I'm not trying to get bogged down here, but uh, I, I just feel like I have to say it that when they asked Jesus, he said, there shall be earthquakes in diverse places. That's the King James, which, of course, divers just means in all kinds of places. There's going to be earthquakes in places you never thought of. But, but when that final day comes, the question is, see, the reason we're asking who shall be able to stand is that there's coming a day when the earth is going to experience what it has never experienced before. The earth, nobody will be able to say, oh, I'm just going to turn the channel. Folks, I'm telling you right now, the day to ask the question, who shall be able is now. Now's the time. Now, there's a sign I saw here that I had never seen before. I have wept. I said, Lord, I don't want to preach that. Please, Lord, I don't want to preach that. And uh, when I saw it, I kept nibbling around last week. I thought I got it off my heart because I preached uh, about David. And I thought, okay, that's that's enough. I got that off my chest, but but I didn't. And so I'm preaching tonight. (laughs) Who, Who shall be able and so the great earthquake comes in chapter 6, and that's the sixth seal. So we, we now realize that the ground shaking beneath your feet, will nobody will be wondering then if they will stand because there will be no place to stand. There will be no one wondering then if the Lord is coming soon. By this time, things will be very different. In fact, look at verse 12. I'm in chapter 6 now. I'm jumping around. The sun. Now, some of you that think I'm not going to stop, I, 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 I'm going I'm to measure this out, but I'm going to preach this. The sun and the moon, and the Bible says the islands, which I think is, I, I, I won't, I mean, and the stars, forgive me. Uh, I'm looking down at verse 14. So the sun, the moon, and the stars are, let's just say, altered. Or I think the King James would tell us, in other words, the Bible tells us in that translation, that they're they're moved. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. uh, I've got something to say, and it's not, but when I talk like I'm talking right now, I become very moved with, compassion something happens to me I can't preach like this but you cannot move the sun no no friend if you think you can move the stars, if you think that, now, I understand that 
some have tried to explain it, you know, like a falling star and so on. That, that's nonsense. If it was just a falling star, it was nothing for angels to be shouting about because they've been seeing fallen stars for a long time. So those stars moved and those islands, the Bible says in verse 14 uh, that uh, the mountains and the islands, and that's where the King James, I'm certain there is using the word, are moved. So entire islands, and th- there is some room to debate what those islands are, but I won't do it now. That's another thing. I'm trying to preach here. So they're moved. And and so the point is that if you're waiting to ask about the earth beneath your feet, whether you can stand in that moment, it's too late. It is now is today is the day of what? Salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You just, you've been hearing a preacher. He's about to wind down. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to preach a third of this message tonight. And I'm, I've been preaching to you from the bottom of my heart that you need to get ready to see Jesus. And all this business of, well, I don't believe in sweaty preachers and, and I don't believe in church and God and all that. I'm telling you right now, you need to listen to the Spirit of God that's talking to your heart. And you need to say, I will be able when I put my trust in a God who is able. When the world is shaking all about you, there's a God that can make you able. And that's the fifth seal. And so now I can come to my message. Because I've been preaching the the sixth seal, but my real message is the fifth seal. There is a sign here that I had never seen. I mean, I knew it was there, but it never, I never thought of it as a sign. So now we're going back in chapter 6, verse 9. So this is unlike... So the, the fifth seal... Now this... Everybody say, praise the Lord. The fifth seal... Okay, now let me, this, let me just make my case. I've taught Revelation for years. I've taught it at college, I've taught it at seminary, I've taught it at Bible school, I've taught it uh, all over the place. Because I believe the book of Revelation. And I believe there are many things about it difficult to comprehend. But there's one thing very obvious. In other words, not hard. The fifth seal is unlike any other seal. Now, you may have never heard anybody preach about the the fifth seal of Revelation. You may say, I hope I never do again. You may say that. I I can't say, French, that I've ever heard anybody preach on the fifth seal of Revelation. Until tonight, I'm hearing myself. It's echoing a little, but I'm hearing myself. Preaching about the fifth seal. And it is very obvious to me, and I begin to ask the Lord... Lord, you ask us a question. Who shall be able to stand? And now I'm looking at the former seal. And I'm seeing something very unique. Something that I'm not sure that I can comprehend. It's not the sun moving, the earth shaking. It's not an earthquake. Now, I'm going to skip this, but because I've already made 
the point, but all of chapter 6 is about those four horses. We often call them the four horses of the apocalypse. And most people are correct in assuming that those four horses represent the Bible's view or teaching that the day will come, a day of worldwide war, devastation, complete devastation. So seal one, two, three, and four coincide with those four horses. And they first come to conquer and so on. You, you see it. I, I, I'm not going to hold that out. I, I, just want to, I just want to get to uh, something that I think is very, very interesting and important for us tonight. So these horses, uh, and they symbolize, for example, the color of the horse. Uh, the final one is pale, which uh, it, it symbolizes death, the, the paleness of death and so on. And so war comes And so someone asked me, do you think we'll ever solve the world's peace problems? No. Do you think man will ever just really be good and and men are getting good? No. Don't believe that. Oh, come on, Reverend. You're a a peace-loving man. You're a, you know, you've got uh, all these things and and, and you've been around and so on. You, You should know that basically men are good and everything's going to work out. No, I don't know that. The reason I don't know it, I wish it, I, I hope for it. Sometimes I'd like to sing the, the, the Coca-Cola, um, and, and I'm, I told someone I was going to preach the, a sermon called Dr. Pepper tonight, but I, I, the Lord led me another way. But uh, <clears throat> there used to be a, a Coca-Cola song, uh, What the world, I got to go down, needs now. Was that a Coca-Cola song? I thought it was, anyway. Have I got the wrong song? <laughs> well, you know what I'm trying to... You, you folks are you're giving me a hard time, and I'm trying to think of a Coca-Cola song. Anyway, um, something like that. I can't remember the tune of it. Uh, what the world needs is love. Anyway, that's the, the basic idea. And that's good. That's true. The world needs love. As though singing about Coca-Cola and about love will do it. Now, I know that we need to sing about it. But I am telling you tonight, the Bible has already spoken. The world will come to the four horses of the apocalypse and it will bring such a devastation that nobody will ever be, they will not be thinking about, I want oh, get a Bible, help me understand theology. Hey, no, 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 friend, let me tell you, the day's coming, the questions, they won't be asking questions. It'll be too late for that. But what God is done in the fifth seal is he has opened a window and he said Jesus reached down and he peeled back that fifth seal. And when he did... Do you know what he saw? He saw the souls of the saints. 
Now, folks, if that's not a different seal, then I don't know what, I don't, I don't need to be in this pulpit. We've just seen the earth shake. We've seen the islands move. We've seen the horses running wild and, and death everywhere. In fact, we saw, I forget the verse, but you, you can look it up in the early part of chapter 6, that one quarter which I take to mean, I'm not going to go there, one quarter of the population of the earth will die in that period of time, whatever that period, I'm I'm not going to venture to go into it, but one quarter of the population of the earth, and then, and you're going, oh my goodness, your head is reeling, and then he says, but look under there, look under there, See that altar? And I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm preaching for a minute here to the devil. You're a liar, devil. And that altar is in heaven. That is the, what Paul said in Hebrews. That is the heavenly altar. And I used to, it used to bother me. In fact, I've, I've even preached sermons about how it troubled Sister French back in Chicago. Years ago, I was reading this. I was praying. And I said, Lord, they're under the altar. And it just really grieved me that they were under there. And I preached a whole sermon about it. I wish I'd have had the revelation then. It grieved me that they were under that altar. And I wrestled with the Lord. They're under the altar. <laughs> and then I, I, began, I began, come on everybody, say praise the Lord. All right, so I began to realize that the Lord was giving us a brand new seal. It was like, hey, hey, in the midst of all this chaos, I'm going to give you a little glimpse of the glory and the power of God. That God is the one that makes you able. Oh my goodness. And so, and I'm not, I just gotta go quickly. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this to a conclusion. And so Revelation 6 says that the fifth seal was opened. And there they were, the souls of godly men and women crying out to God, how long, O Lord? See, we question after question after question. And it used to bother me. Lord, all these questions, when are we going to get some answers here? <laughs> the answer was there all the time. How long, oh Lord? God was trying to give us a revelation that in the last days when nobody knows how they're going to stand. And the devil thinks that if he lops your head off, because let me tell you, Revelation 20 and verse 4. Brother French, the mics are off. Uh, never mind, never mind. I, I can't do that. I, ooh, I'd like to. Revelation 20. Let's go. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Revelation 20. Here, here we find the answer. Now, first of all, okay, uh, I'm, I'm trying to wind this down. So why in the world were they under that altar, Lord? <laughs> Chapter 7, the Bible says that they, 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 came, they, they brought the vials and... Uh, Chapter 8, they they were before the altar. The Bible says that the prayers of the saints were like put in bottles, we'll say. 
All this is symbolic, of course. Now, some people think the prayers are in real bottles, but anyway, I don't know why they'd have to be in real bottles. The point is that he has them. That's the point. If they're in real bottles, then, then that is the real thing. I mean, that is the real thing. All right, so they got the prayers, and the Bible said that they, they come before the altar. Well, that makes all kinds of sense. And I was reading, this is a great sermon, it's another sermon, but I was, got the revelation that when they brought the blood of the Old Testament, they always, so you don't know how hard this message is for me to preach. They took that blood and now I know that they sprinkled the blood. They did lots of things with the blood. But in the end, they poured the blood underneath the altar. And then I saw it. No matter what the devil does. Now, you will say, what is the great sign, Brother French, that we might be just days from the rapture? Okay? The fulfillment of Revelation 6 that I just talked about. I didn't spend time there. I have a whole, I mean, I'd love to stay with that, but I, I'm, I'm letting it go because I can tell. I, I need to go. All right. Verse 4 of Revelation 20 it said, I saw the angel, verse 1, and, and he had the key to the bottomless pit and the great chain, and he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil. Oh, I love reading this. And Satan, and bound him a thousand years. See, that's the revelation of the fifth seal. That no matter what they do to you, and they will do to you what we are reading here. I don't mean you. I mean it will happen as sure as I'm standing here. And, I saw, and I'm skipping. And I saw thrones. Everyone say thrones. And they sat upon them. Talking about these dead people that we read about in Revelation 6. And judgment was given unto them. I'm, I'm, I can't see good because I'm... Uh, I'm weeping too much. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus Christ. They asked President Obama why are they cutting these people's heads off? Why in a civilized world are we suddenly seeing this phenomenon? And not just, uh, it's not just happening, but the entire goal, well, you know, you know what's happening. So, all over the world, people are being snatched and then they're using YouTube or some other type of, is it YouTube that they're putting it on? And, and then uh, the horror. And they said that they sent a message to the President of the United States of America 
We are doing this to force you to do what we want you to do. Just like when they flew those planes into the symbols of American economy and foundations of American economy and all of that. And they, and they said, uh, Jihad, we will give our lives to, to scare the American people. But when they take a sword and they do what they do and then they parade it and, and I, I'm gonna pause there because I don't wanna go any further into that. But they think that they have shaken faith forever. You've been violated. Someone that you love, and I, I just cringe to thought, I'm, and I realize I'm violating a principle of, of good preaching by even mentioning, of course I'm reading Revelation 20 verse four that says they were beheaded, and I'm using that to tell you that those that said to me 15 years ago, oh, that's archaic, that's silly, that'll never happen. Why, the Bible must be false. There's nobody going to have their head. I said, no, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, we got all these nuclear deals. Everybody's going to be hunky-dunky. Oh, no, no, don't say that. Don't, don't say peace and safety like everything's just wonderful because in the end, the Bible is true. And even though you take my life, you cannot take my spirit. And God is going to raise me up and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be whole again no matter what you do to me. Because this body is not my final end. Stand with me all across the building. Let's give God the praise. And let's ask God to give us a mighty revelation of his coming. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sister French, I'm going to need you up here. I'm, I'm kind of sweaty. I need you to uh, come in and uh, sing for me. I've got this, but... Um, I, someone come to the come on let's lift our hands one more time I got a particular song I want us to sing it like a choir tonight but I need a key I'm waiting for them to come up give them a key for it will be worth it all and uh, I don't know the verses I tried to I listened to them this afternoon I couldn't, I couldn't sing them if my life depended on it can you grab Sister French going to get a mic let's love him one more time shall we I believe God is going to help us to have a a greater vision. Lord, no matter what this world does, the fifth seal is showing us that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> you poured all of that under the altar, Jesus. You're getting the church ready for a great day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you because if you come tomorrow, and Lord, I pray, I pray you'll come quickly, but I pray that we can have revival, Lord, every second that we're still in this whole world. And we thank you, Jesus. Okay, now, uh, Sister French is going to help me. I want everybody here, we're going to sing it like a choir. Um, I, is that the right key? Uh, it, it be... We're a little low when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small. 
we're low. When we see Christ, when Sister French is singing bass, we're low. One glimpse of His dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. Okay, let's go up one. Come on, let's close our eyes and lift our hands and sing it. Life trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of His face, all will erase. So bravely run the Okay, all right, let's... Uh...